0: Hello, everyone. Hello, Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly, and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hi, Ray.
1: Oh, hello. This is 6 Bits, the podcast. My name is (laughs) Maureen O'Connell. Right over there is Ray Foley. I forgot how we started things.
0: 6 Bits, colon, the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> Hi. Hi, colon. Uh, I'm the colon and she is the I, face. I miss
1: colons in in movie titles. Remember Lord of the Rings? There was colons all over the place during that great time in the early noughties. Yeah,
0: it, there was always a, a colon. Yeah, that was was nice. Uh, I, I read an article during the... <laughs> Did you
1: call the... it noughties or the 2000s?
0: The no, the, 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 from, from 2000 to 2010 it's the noughties, yeah.
1: naughties. right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh... And then, the, what do you call the 2010s? Though, what do you call that decade? I just say the year. The naughty teens. The naughty. You know. Te-
1: I've never said it like that.
0: Because we're not that far into. We're not that we're far the, past it yet. You see.
1: We're in the 20s.
0: Yeah, but in like in about two years' time, we'll have to. It'll have to have its own. You know, designation. We'll have to said. refer
1: back to the teens. It's not. It, it doesn't, doesn't really work, work. does it? No. No one wants to think about their teenage years, if you can. Uh, Actually, I don't know. I, that was a very American thing of me to say. Teenage years were grand.
0: <laughs> my the teenage years for me, the teenage years of the 21st, twenty first 21st twenty first century. Yeah, it is a twenty first yeah. century.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, were crap. So I don't want to talk about my teenage years at all. Uh, like I had a baby and stuff. That's what I, you know. You know <sighs> I had what I mean? A couple. Uh, uh, you didn't just uh, have one. You had a couple. Had a couple of babies. Uh, I and read. Then you a, got a
1: new baby in the twenties. In your twenties.
0: I'm trying to remember when the baby's born. 2012 and 2014. Well done. Thanks.
1: Well done. Yeah, yeah. So that was a struggle. I'm reading a book about... um, It's like a thriller based uh, all around the thing of motherhood Mm -hmm. uh, by Ashley Audrain. And it makes me feel like I've made the right decision not to have children. All right. This is dark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And is it... In what sense, it's just like cleaning up poop. Kate was telling me yesterday... That when Oh no! All oh, right, sorry. Go on. No, it's it's dark. Like okay. there's evil in these children. <laughs> All right. Well, well, it's worth noting that like, ch- they're not. You're generally children aren't evil. Like it's you know they're. Mm. It's mostly poo. Mm. Mostly poo based. Okay. Problems. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The story that I read, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter or something, or one of these websites that I follow. Hollywood Reporter is that the name of the, the publication? Yes. Yeah. Yep. The headline was, I love these clickbait headlines. Uh, the clickbait. The headline was, "The title for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been revealed," and then I was like, "Oh, uh, they've put up a teaser on the on Twitter, and they whatever." I think it could have been Collider. Anyway, whoever it was, that published it. I was like, "Oh, I wonder what it is," and I clicked on it. What do you think the sequel to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is? Sonic the Hedgehog colon hedgehogs harder. <laughs> the sequel. To the, the movie, Sonic the Hedgehog, is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that yet... sounds good. That sounds, that sounds and, right. Yes. And yet they managed to knock an entire internet article out of, <laughs> <laughs> out of that. It's like, yeah, yes, I would but, have thought. Yeah, that yes, makes sense.
1: You can't ask people these days, how are you? Like, that question is gone. Because everyone is the same and there's no answer. I, have I said it here before that my mother has said, please stop asking me that question. I'm are you? always the same. Or any news. Sorry, she's like, stop asking me any news. Nah, I can't, news, I can't yeah. deal with that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, sure, they've got to knock something out of something.
0: Uh, they, uh, you're, no one's you're making right. nothing. Nothing's happening. Jim Carrey was in it and it was a bit weird, but apparently Jim Carrey was fantastic in it. Um, that was the first one. <laughs> heard good reports about Sonic the Hedgehog one I still haven't watched it I think that's a, like yeah I my kids watched it also Sonic isn't fast in it apparently he doesn't do he's not he there's the, the, the opening sequence where he's zipping around being Sonic and then the rest of it apparently he's not fast at all uh, that was a criticism people had of it mm. um also the the original criticism was that it was weird you remember all that internet buzz about yeah and his teeth yeah but then they fixed yeah. that they fixed that for the actual film sorry i'm trying to find my um my three bits for you I've got sex toys, I've got uh, what I watched this week, and I've got feet. Uh, that's my three bits for you. What have you got? Yours are
1: better than mine. I've got Joss Whedon.
0: Ooh. Um...
1: Uh-huh. I've got um, a feeling of despair that has settled inside me that
0: may never lift. Welcome to and my world, yeah. What I've watched this week. All right, okay. Will we do what we watched this week first then? Because it's lighter. And then <laughs> Let's we
1: go with the well, mine isn't lighter. <laughs>
0: oh shit. <laughs> well, mine's not that light either. Did you watch the Britney documentary? Is that what you're gonna go with? No. No, I'm I saving that. that for this weekend. Right. I'm very excited. It's very good. It's very good. It's very well done. And it's very educational. Watched it uh, two nights ago. And um, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. yeah.
1: And it changes, um, from what I've seen, it changes your perspective on everything that happened. Well, ye- even if you kind of knew that she was being treated incredibly badly. Like I've listened to a couple of podcasts about Britney Spears mm-hmm. and it's dark, it's dark.
0: Uh, a couple of things. I don't want to ruin the whole thing for you, so I'm not going to. Mm. I'm not going to tell you everything. Uh, one thing that I was vaguely aware of was that the parents were separated, weren't they? Like they split up a long time ago, uh, Jamie and Lynn. Uh,
1: not as long as one would think. They were together for a good long while, but yeah.
0: Was it was it in the last twelve years? Because she's been in conservatorship for twelve years. Brittany has.
1: I thought that when she originally went into conservatorship, the parents were together. All right, okay. Split up. I thought.
0: Well that's interesting cuz the mother now Brittany herself wants the mother to be the conservator not not the father and uh the I was I off, I wandered through the whole thing but I suppose if they were together then it's a matter of like you know like the father just being the part the named person I I guess I could I'm have not. had that wrong I okay. could have had
1: that wrong cuz it seems like Jane, it seems like he has had absolute control from the start and she's the mother has been trying to just mother her
0: her daughter Uh the the other thing There was a number of other, well, the world at the time was disgusting, right? Because there's just so much, no more than, did you watch any, uh, well, any documentary about Monica Lewinsky? When you watch it now or modern documentary, she did a big interview documentary about her experience at the time. She did. And an interview
1: with John Oliver that was really interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah, where he went, this is how you were the punchline to my jokes for years. And he played them all and said, I'm so sorry to her that I thought was quite good.
0: Yeah. I feel like that about a lot of things as well, that like, mm. we lived in a world yeah. where that happened, and then, uh, yeah, I I would feel bad about a lot of things that I would have said at the time, uh, that was just part of the world that we lived in, and no one went, mm-hmm. but I suppose it's been a gradual educational learning experience for everyone, um, but like, you're looking at some of the stuff, and it's not even funny, a lot of the stuff, that like, Jay Leno, and like, it was just literally just saying the name Britney Spears, and then people would laugh, <laughs> there was no... There's no actual comedy in it. It was just...
1: I think I remember finding it at the time with all the drama that there was between Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien and Jay Leno would have been on a channel over here and Conan took over and I was like, oh, this show is funny. Jay Leno was never funny. Mm. He was just
0: m- mean. Or his monologues weren't funny or... There was a dry, not very, not like... It was, like, it was almost like it was um, Jay Leno to me just seemed like it was just un rote. It's just like, um, like like really basic, really bland, really. But like it was, he was huge. Leno was like the biggest of all of them because
1: well, bigger than Letterman.
0: Yeah, he was bigger. It, he was consistently the biggest show. Uh, right. it was only at the very end I think uh, Letterman took over. Okay. Consistently, Leno was always number one on the Tonight Show, and it was because he tapped into. Middle America, and it was all it was never mm. trying, never trying to be too clever, never trying to be too funny, never trying to be too over the top or too zany mm. or too hard to get. It was always very, very simple, very, very basic, uh, and almost like pointing and laughing. And that was that was his shtick. Yeah. Like, I never understood it, but it was he was huge, he was always huge, massive. You yeah, know, I just really weird. And uh, anyway, then she, she, the other thing was when she shaved her head. We yeah. all, ha- I remember that. And I remember being of the view, like the entire world was like, oh Jesus, she's having a meltdown or she's, she's gone nuts or she's gone mad. Isn't that mad? Whereas when you actually watch it in context, we talked about this last week with the um, Trump thing as well, that when, when, when things are put in context rather than just like a single event on its own, when you read about Britney shaving her head, going wild on a night out and shaving her head, you think, oh my God, Jesus, she's having some sort of a meltdown. But when you watch it in the context of everything that was happening at the time, uh, like over the Wasn't course, of was it that a they were drug years.
1: testing her so much? Wasn't that a was that a factor in it? Is that in the?
0: They didn't talk about that in the thing. No. Oh right. My interpretation of it, I don't know if this was, if it was necessarily framed this way in the documentary, was that she like you should like you should see some of the like all men like dozens and dozens of men with cameras and video cameras around her all the time everywhere yeah. she goes she goes to buy coffee she goes to buy Big Mac everywhere she goes. There's like a, a, a scrum, a rugby scrum around her all the time, right? And eventually, she, most of the time she's cool with it. And eventually, inevitably, this young woman gets pissed off with it, right? She wants to get away from it. She's not getting particularly good support, it seems, from her family. And she sees her way of going, I've made all my money and I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to, yeah. and, and she's got two babies. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to shave my head and then they won't want to take photographs of me anymore. Oh my God. That was what I, that's how I saw it. That her that her, her it? final her final option was, if I shave my head, I'm not going to be this pretty teen idol anymore and they won't want to take the, the photographs of me and they'll be done with me yeah. and I can move on with my life.
1: The tactics that they used, they used to, um, with Princess Diana, mm. when they weren't getting anything from her because she was well-versed in how to deal with it. Like she was a masterful at the media but when they weren't giving anything they used to shout cunt at her you're a cunt just to make her to get a reaction to see if when she was walking out of a place if they could just get her face doing something and I remember when I learned that I just went "Gee, like that was that was one of the milder things that they would do like some of them would be in the back and they'd be like I'll shout this today and see if we can get something or they'd give a heads up to their mate and they might do it in teams to be like, let's say this today, so that we can get some sort of facial reaction offer
0: to us, to the normal people. And for a moment, it will be like, wow, imagine living your life like that, Jesus, wow, oh my god. But then, after a week or two weeks or a month or six months or a year of that all the time, mm. it must, it would break you. Like it would. Like you live in your massive house. You've got your, your I don't know, you've got your house and your guest houses and your, your entourage mm-hmm. and your people mm-hmm. and your management and all that. Uh, but you're living in a bubble uh, and you have no means of going to the drive-thru or the Starbucks or or whatever. There was a little bit of that in that, that, it was shown in that, that I did go, Jesus, could you imagine living like that? That they did shout, like, she had, you can see by her body language. And I think one of her minders said something like, oh, give her a bit of space there, guys. Come on, let, let us through. Come on, guys. Uh, and her body language was like, oh, Jesus, not this again. I'm oh. just, I'm just allergic. And yet still they were like, oh, come on, Brittany, just look over here for just for a second. Come on, Brittany, come on, just just one quick look and we'll leave you alone. Come on, give us a look over here and we'll leave you alone. And it's like, like, and they've no, they've no we're bones. We're all culpable. Yeah. You know,
1: everyone's culpable because we were the ones who were driving the frenzy because our insatiable appetite for stories about Britney Spears at the time, they wouldn't have been taking pictures of her if we weren't the ones who wanted to consume them.
0: Yeah, that's true. They actually they talked to a, a a photo editor from one of the magazines as well. Uh, yeah, I watch the watch it. I'm not going to tell you anymore. But watch it because then because then it gets into the conservatorship itself, which is fascinating mm-hmm. as well and and bizarre and weird. And it she is an industry. It, this is the the because mo- mostly conservatorships are for people that can't look after themselves. That you know need to be given their dinners and have their electricity bill paid for them. Um, this is a whole different thing. There's a whole this is life thing. control. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What's your what's the thing that you were watching the the darkness? <laughs> so i I have found that I found the last two weeks. I
1: don't know what it is. It's just been hard. Do you right. know, it just feels this is never ending. I want to go home. I would agree with so many people that got really annoyed with government officials saying, oh, maybe don't be planning a staycation when we open up. It's like, I don't, this isn't about a holiday. I just want to see my family. Yeah. Do you know, stop talking about this in terms of holidays. And yes, of course, I want to support businesses and there are people who are losing their livelihoods, but I also just want to see my parents. So I found that to put things in perspective, I've been watching deeply dark and tragic things. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, okay, so I feel like this, but this is, This is the world. You know, this is, this is. Yeah. Don't feel that bad. Your life is pretty good because look at this. So obviously there was, it's a sin.
0: Oh Christ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: properly phenomenal. And you don't want to get to that stage of, it's a bit like normal people. Everyone's talking about it and can turn people off. I loved it. Like I I
0: cried for three hours. (laughs) How long is it? Uh, What what, is there? Five episodes. And they're an
1: hour each, is it? Channel four, so about 40 Yeah 40 hours. 40 something minutes Yeah Incredibly well done Like Russell T Davies Had already He already had a blank check From Sherlock and Dr. Holmes Like Mm. he's had a blank check For for ages Now he can say That he wants to make You know A film about a box And they'll be like Yeah he'll do a great job Like it's, it's It's unreal Soundtrack Knocked it out of the park So many things Heartbreaking Beautiful Shocking Funny So well done And every single one Of the actors in it is unbelievable and I just spent the day of of people reaching a certain point in it and getting text messages going I have to take a break I can't can't go on why would they do that to me I'm like I know and then last night I ended up watching called uh, a documentary called Dear Zachary a letter from Oh Jesus
0: Christ no more. don't do it a letter from a father to his son did you watch the whole thing
1: I watched the whole thing. Oh
0: Jesus! I watched that Hungover one day.
1: Oh my God! This I, is a documentary that was made in about 2000, yeah.
0: 2007. It, it it warning like severe warning oh. alert, guys, guys. When she's talking about when she's talking about a, a dark and difficult watch. Yeah, this if you haven't watched this, dear Zachary, I'd like full on warning. You need to be in a mental space that you can take some pretty awful. Like, and like, it starts bad and it then starts
1: bad and it ends worse. It
0: only gets worse. Like, every 10 minutes, something worse is revealed. It is an absolutely soul crushing. But of course, me, like in Egypt, I was I I'd read these phenomenal reviews about this, that yeah. this. I watched it like, I don't know, 12 years. It was when we were over in our old house. I was deeply hungover. Like, I was. Horrified, hungover. I was in the bed and I'd read these reviews about Dear Zachary. And like, I had the fear, like, and then I put on this thing and it was like, oh, this looks good. It's really well made and it is really well made. You wouldn't
1: have had a baby at this stage when you watched it.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. No.
1: Because I would just say, if, if, I think there should be a warning for people with Repairance. incredibly young children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got a newborn, maybe it's not for you. Um, it's a horrific tragedy. You can uh, find uh, it on YouTube.
0: Yeah. And it's it's everything that's wrong with America and the American justice system and... Uh... And Canada. Oh, is it Canada? Is that where it is? Uh, oh, yeah, it is...
1: well, it starts in America, goes to Canada. Oh, yeah,
0: right. And
1: um, after that, so it's a sin I just cried and cried and cried and yeah, cried and oh cried. I was like, okay, but also felt doing? a bit. Oh my God. After that, I had to put on Parks and Recreation
0: Ah, to just get myself out of it. I've, take, I've bitten the bullet on your Parks and Rec, by the way. We started oh, this on. this week as well. Wait we, Kate was like let's put on Parks and Records on Netflix. Where did you start? I did what you told me to do. I started on uh, season 2. Yes. Episode 1 that's where I started. Oh you did so you're doing the Louis CK episodes. Uh yeah. Yeah I I don't see the thing is I can parse no more than with Michael Jackson. Oh no, right. absolutely. Right, yeah. Totally
1: get that. I, there's no judgment because I just a lot of people who I've recommended this to and some people just don't seem to listen. And I've said it to my friend numerous times. She's like, and last night I put it up again. I was like, this is it. She's like, oh, oh, Gary's trying to get me into it. Um, Also, we should start in season two. I said, yeah, even start in season two, episode 22, if you want. It really gets motoring at the end of season two, start of season three. It's done. Like, it's brilliant by then. And she was like, oh, and I was like, I have told you this at least 17 times, you specifically. And she's like, oh, yeah, you have, actually. So for everyone, I'm like, don't watch season one. After you've finished, when you're a real fan, you can go back to season one and halfway through season two. Right. Don't start at season one. You'll you're never get to the joy and you'll never get through it if you start at season okay. one.
0: Well, we started season two, and we've gotten yeah. through three episodes, and they're grand. Now they're not amazing; they're grand. They're grand. Uh, the yeah. other thing as well is that I wanted to ask you about was because you said your man. Once your man is gone, uh, it's none, and it's not Louis C.K. Once your man is gone, it really gets going. Is this Paul the Schneider. the love interest guy? Is it? Uh, yeah. He's just he's just meh. That's it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I've read articles with him about his leaving the show and what happened, and. It's a bit, you know, from his point of view, he's sad and dodgy and they never give me feedback and all that kind of stuff, but it really gets motoring. He doesn't leave until the very end of season two, but he sort of pushed out definitely Minimized. four episodes in. Right, and okay. he barely, you know, makes makes an appearance, um, but it really does get motoring, really does towards the end of season two. Okay
0: because uh, it it has become our, our uh, palate cleanser it's like oh we've nothing or whatever or we need to go out and microwave the dinner or we need to put the kids to bed and we don't have long so yeah get something short and quick so it has so we're like three or four in right now and we're we're getting like, by
1: the end of season two you'll be like it won't be a palate cleanser anymore you'll be like okay next one, next we've one. got
0: a three hour run let's go alright okay I'll take your yeah. word first uh, my final recommendation then is um, Auntie Donna's big old house of fun uh, which is it, what? Have we told you this before?
1: No, sorry. I was thinking of Ma Rainey. What?
0: Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom. Uh with yeah, di- different thing entirely. Very different. Yes.
1: Thing. What's uh, Auntie Donna?
0: I, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just go and watch it. Uh, there are comedy troupe sketches from uh, Melbourne, and they're they're fantastic. It's it's surreal shit. It's surreal. <laughs> but uh, it's great crack. It's really good good crack. When well, like, the
1: Australians get it right.
0: They get it right, yeah. Uh, and I think they're, they're like a they're like Foil Arms and Hog, I suppose, or one of them. And they've right. they got a TV show. It's mental, but it's quite funny. the The last episode has a, a joke that made me spit out my tea uh, the other night. <laughs> Very good. But uh, watch it. It's it's weird. It's not. It's not for everyone. It's certainly not for Jay Leno's audience. It's a, it's a bit. <laughs> You're going to sit. Through, you might sit there and go, "This is weird," but you will get into the groove of it mentally. Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. Is uh,
1: it going to give me like Taskmaster happiness?
0: I don't know. I don't. I actually, you might hate it. You might actually just go, "This okay. is just too weird." But um, it's um, the it's it. They're Australian, but they're it's made in Los Angeles and it's funded by Ed What's His Face from The Office. Helms. I want to Helms. say Helms. Yeah, Helms. I think okay. it's, he's a producer or he, he, Did he give he, that much money? I don't know I don't know Maybe he sourced funding or something He's involved anyway And he's producer. actually They use his image He's in it He's in one of the episodes anyway And he um They use his image on the on. It's on Netflix by the way And it, 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 On the You know the card Or the thing they show you on Netflix So you think it's an Ed Helms thing And then you go into it It's not him at all And then That's there's why three guys go past it. And then you have your favourite guy and they, then yeah, this guy, guy, guy I hate in it. This three guy, I and mean, then whatever. everyone has got their favorite, whatever. Anyway, go and check it out. It's good. It's good.
1: I will. I will check it out. Uh, we also played Taskmaster last weekend via oh, on Zoom. Zoom, the board yeah. Game. It is the ideal lockdown board game. Zoom board game because you would never play this in someone's house. Because I'm not joking. Our house was wrecked. It was wrecked after it. Uh, how like we many? We had to clean up for a good hour.
0: How many people were playing?
1: There was three teams, two people to a team. Okay. So right. we just let everyone, so we didn't all have the board game, so we just let someone, because it's meant out. to be someone is the taskmaster, but we wanted everyone involved. So we were like, okay, just read whoever had the board game. And you did. Or do like, we were like, just read it out and we'll go. Um, it's great fun. We had a ball. Okay. Really good fun. And you can get that online, Zoom. can you? No, see, that's
0: the thing. You need the board game. I'm saying, but you can get the board game online, though.
1: Oh, yeah, you can mine online. You are mine on the internet. You mine, mine on the internet.
0: Matthew declared mm. yesterday that he wants a, a chemistry set for his birthday mm. on the 1st of Ooh, April. Stoke yeah. that flame. That's what I've been looking you need for need
1: scientists, now. not YouTubers. You need scientists, not YouTubers.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. The other fellow will be a YouTuber, though. I mean, <laughs> or uh, making films, or a criminal, one or the other. Uh, Literal. There's War- a fine line. There is a fight. Well, do you know what? It's yeah. It's the same thing, in my opinion. Uh, Litter <laughs> Litter Warden finds suitcase of sex toys among items dumped illegally on roadside.
1: Oh. <laughs> and all the drugs, the sex toy, a big bag of sex toys. Who
0: does that? And what? 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 Maybe you're just clearing. Maybe you're moving or clearing out. Would you sure you say take your sex toys with you? Wouldn't you?
1: But I'm just wondering how many sex toys does someone
0: need. Yeah, how many sex toys do you need to fill a suitcase? That's a lot of sex toys. It
1: made me go to a dark place.
0: (laughs) Did I read that, I was like... Get your hands
1: out of there. I was like, that's dark. Why was that... Why, oh God, what, what house is that used in? Oh God, it made me mean, go to people trafficking.
0: 10,000 household rubbish bags have been dumped across Meath since COVID-19. He's revealed that the strangest item he's found discarded along the roadside was a suitcase full of sex toys. The man's name is Alan Nolan. He also discovered 22 bags of cannabis. Holy shit! Twenty two bags of cannabis dumped in East Mead the last year. He says he couldn't believe it when he opened the suitcase after being alerted by a member of the public. He found another sex toy and lubricant strewn in the ditches of oh! just last week. Lubricant strewn Uh don't strew so that had just been used. Don't strew your lubricant.
1: So that was that was dogging that was going on, was
0: it? Oh I dunno. Uh... That's exactly what it was. Or over forty sex toys of all descriptions, oh my God, it just completely surprised and baffled me why would you, Why would someone just dump them on the roadside? Imagine if though you your your parent died right, your parent died, and you have to clear out the house or you have to and you found a load of sex toys imagine. <laughs> No, I won't imagine well, that. I refuse to imagine. Ray. Imagine if you, you see it like you're room, about
1: to pop your clogs. Yeah, please. just you know what? Clear out the room before the kids find it.
0: Put them in the actual bin. No, don't abandon it on the roadside, you dirty thing. Imagine it's finding a, a sex room in your parents' Straight house. A landfill. A dungeon. No. Imagine it's like. Oh, what's this? Hang on a minute. This room is much smaller than it should because it, from the outside of the house, there's a whole extra. Hang on a second, then you. Need... Oh, my God, that's that wall is hollow. <laughs> the, <That's laughs> the
1: poor kids of Christian Grey and Anastasia Steele going, hold on a second here, lads. What's in this place? Oh, oh, God, that's, it made me go. Omph. Now, I get, I get the cannabis because having the guards been finding a pile of drugs because of all of the
0: checks. Oh, right, so okay, because so people have a this, panic and they
1: might see the guards and they might hear about the guards and they, all right. And they just dump it because... In lockdown one, especially, I was seeing the guards. So I always had like two checkpoints on the way home and there'd often be a car pulled up. And there'd be four lads standing outside the car and the guards would be lifting, like going through the Oh my the God, going through
0: the boot of the car. Oh, and geez. I saw that a
1: few times. And then with all the reports of the increase in the amount of seizures during lockdown one. I just assumed that's what was going on in Meath. That they were like, oh God, we're not going to make it into Dublin. Maybe they've heard and they just
0: dumped it. Wow. Imagine finding What would you do if you found 22 kilos of cannabis? You'd have a great party. So, did you do? (laughs) No, very mellow party, very chilled out party.
1: (laughs) Yeah, your house would stink. Yeah. Stink, so it would. I don't know if I want that. How much is 22
0: bags of cannabis worth? It must be worth hundreds of thousands or something. Fiverr? So that's the thing I don't know either. You,
1: and I, You and I do not know the street
0: value of drugs <laughs> Loads <laughs> 22 I'd prefer to find cash ideally I'd have to go back to them and say listen You prefer to find the sex toys right I prefer to find the sex sex toys <laughs> honestly That's the, that's the real worth That's the real value That's the one there. thing
1: about landfill Sex toys are just a thing that can't be reused You can't bring them to your local charity
0: shop You can't recycle a sex toy <laughs>
1: It's going to be terrible for landfill you
0: know I'd just give it a wipe down. Run it under the tap. Oh, God. <laughs> what, did, what did you want to do? What else did you want to do? <laughs> We're running out of time. We've got five minutes left now.
1: Very quickly, I suppose, Joss Whedon. Oh, my Best God. Whedon. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. What's the story? So he is the creator of many things, but one of them being Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he's the creator of the TV show um, and the movie. A-list and
0: And... He saved the, the Avengers, didn't he? Or he? was done loads
1: the- of it. Yeah. saved the Avengers. And uh, he, of course, came in after Snyder was gotten rid of from Justice League to us. do the reshoots. So an awful lot of things came out. Snyder, uh, sorry, Cyborg from Justice League came out, was it a couple of years ago, saying, like, this guy is toxic and horrible and being on set with him. And he lightened my skin in post-production and all this kind of stuff. Jesus. And now... Things have started to come out about the Buffy set. Now, when I was looking at this, I was like, he's just a bit of a bastard to people. And we've all worked with bosses that never leave you on good ground We sure have. think <laughs> we sure Always have. make you mentally think you're not good enough and um Break your spirits. Crush you, break, break your break, spirits. Crush you. Yeah. Yes. We've we've if you haven't worked with a boss like that, can I just say Well done. Congratulations. It's
0: not fun. I am envious of you. I'm more envious of you than the man who found the suitcase full of dildos and meat. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll tell you. (laughs) Well, anyway, Joss Whedon being as toxic as... Joss Whedon
1: then charisma Carpenter, who played fan favourite and one of my favourites, Cordelia Chase.
0: Oh, did I read a thing about her before, years ago? I read a thing about her, uh, her relationships on set and... Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry, sorry. She was made to sound like she was difficult
1: once she was an Angel. Yes. But not when she was in Buffy, but she was made to sound like she was difficult and her pregnancy was ruining things. And she's one of the reasons that the show was coming to an end because they wrote her out, rebooted the show, and then they just got rid of the show because she would have been a huge draw. And um, she's kind of released a statement going, working with him was absolutely horrible. Um, he just made me feel like crap all the time when I got pregnant he called me fat on set and said that I'd lied to them about it that I was trying to hide my pregnancy when I had called numerous times to tell him and he wouldn't talk to me and that it was just psychologically abusive and toxic and horrible and then Sarah Michelle Geller, who played Buffy yeah she was kind of dragged into it now Buffy is one of my favorite shows of all time. I know that, yeah. I rewatch it. I absolutely love it all the time. Also,
0: this man was was kind of uh, uh, for his creation. Uh, he was you you always you've always been a fan of his. I know that. As I've well. been a
1: huge fan of Joss Whedon. Yeah, like anything that he does, Firefly. Every I'm like, oh, what's he done next? And Sarah is like, well, I'm proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers. I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon. Wow. I'm more focused on raising my family and surviving a pandemic currently so I will not be making any further statements at the time but I stand with all survivors of abuse and, of, and I'm proud of them for speaking out. But I thought that sentence
0: she stands. I with don't all...
1: want to be forever yeah. associated with the name Joss Whedon and then Michelle Trachtenberg who played Dawn, her sister oh, yeah. in the show she has said today that she was on set when she was 14 and she was never allowed to be in a room alone with him. Now that makes it sound sexual predatory but I think it's just because he had a foul mouth all right, and he okay. was quite hard in his actors and I was watching this morning yesterday and Anthony Stewart Head who played Giles I love you I love you I love you I, I've loved him since the days of the Nescafe ads uh, he was really sad about it all he was like I was like a father figure to some of these kids and if some of this was happening
0: I wish I like could a, have said and he, something and yeah. he was
1: like he was like not if some of this was happening this was happening and I didn't know and he was so sad. Like he was, he genuinely looked so sad about it.
0: Interesting that he didn't know. How was that the case? How could that have been, how could that have been the case when he was in pretty much every scene as well? Or most scenes? When, when he was there the whole time. I think he kind of viewed things maybe through a different
1: prism. Being English and just going in and being older. All of these were quite young people that yeah. it's easy to bully. Whereas his whole story is that he was away from his family for, he was offered more stuff in America after Buffy and he was like, no, no, I'm moving home to England. I'm done being away from my wife and my children. So he just wanted to get his work done and go home. Yeah.
0: Like at weekends, he'd try to fly home to the UK and stuff. Um, It sort of goes back to as well, what we were talking about a minute ago, about the world being different. That to a certain degree, maybe it was like, this is what life is like on sets, on, on movies, on TV sets, on movie sets. And this is just like... And you just can't do that anymore. And like, it's a horrific thing to think of now. Whereas he was probably like, I'm a gigging actor. I'm I, I'm a smaller actor than, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm a, I'm yeah, yeah, a supporting yeah. actor. Yeah. Uh, maybe I just, it just seen different. Because
1: yeah. it's funny when you look at being a bit older. And some of the times when I see things, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe you just need a thicker skin. But when I think of some people I've worked for and I'm like, yeah, they're horrible. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have to put up with it. You shouldn't have to put up with someone who makes you feel like a piece of crap all the time when you're just trying to do your job.
0: Yeah, but there was, there was, there was, and there, there's, you know, there definitely was when we were coming up. Like, I was in my early twenties. I was in my teens, and I was raised as I'm sure you were, or I was certainly given the impression that, like, no, you work hard, you, uh, you, you don't uh, put a foot out of line. Yes sir, no, sir. Three bags full, full, sir. You do every shift, no matter. You say yes to everything. Like, yes to everything. Yeah. You don't. You show up uh, early. You leave late. You kiss ass. Uh, and and you have talent, and with your talent, that'll that'll speak for itself. And then, that, then that all. And it I t- think this is not for just our
1: h- industry, not just in our industry. I think in every industry, like I can specifically think of friends of mine who. Yeah, When they were trainee solicitors, I was like, you're being
0: psychologically abused. abused. Like, yeah. Some of the
1: stuff in that industry, I'm like, oh my God.
0: But then all it takes is for one person to abuse that power and to abuse that position, that power. And, yeah. that, and that like, this is another thing with the millennials as well that I found is that a lot of them aren't like that anymore. A lot of them aren't raised in the same way that I know I was raised. Like the, the thing that I was always taught or the thing that I learned from my parents was like, Work hard. You've got talent, but work hard, and say yes to everything, and do do what you're told. And say yeah. thank you for for that. Whereas millennials, it seems a lot of them they don't they don't approach work like that anymore. Which is somewhat healthier. It's like it's like I'm, work is a work. It work is work, and I expect to be treated professionally. And I'm not going to kiss ass and do ever you know bend over backwards. If this is work, and I'm going to do the.
1: It's funny because some. Uh, some people I know who are like in management, they would say there's a certain point of millennials where they're like, they're useless, they won't do anything. And then people who are at the younger age kind of moving into Gen Z, they're like, they're hard workers. And they feel like there's a huge difference. They're like, there's some that just, they're kind of X-factor children, think that they've got the best talent in the entire world and they're amazing and too good for you. And then as you move kind of the younger that they get, yeah, it feels like they're back to, oh, I've got to put the work in because we're not on solid ground. But you're also... Growing up in a world where it's a gig economy, like there are no jobs for life anymore unless you get into the civil service. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing that we live in a world where it's like, oh, you will never have any security mm-hmm. ever. So for a while there, it felt like, ah, listen, if this doesn't work, you can go off and do something else and you'll get a job. Now it doesn't feel like that. Like if something's gone, you're like, how am I How am I going to get a job? There's so many people looking for work. Um. I, I, I really hate the way the way the way the world is going with the gig economy. That there's no security.
0: Just to finish off, um, I'm so over the Snyder cut. I'm so and and uh, there's this drip drip uh, of, of stuff from the from the set and from explain impo- what it is in
1: case people don't know.
0: Oh Christ! Look it up. The, the, the Snyder cut.
1: <laughs> the Snyder cut of the justice of Justice League. So if Justice League wasn't bad enough, now Zack Snyder has made it even worse by making it
0: 74 hours longer. Hey, there was a bit from of Jared Leto as the Joker with Batman, uh, Ben Affleck. The whole thing is wrong. It's just Henry like, Cavill's eyes look evil in this scene. Just release it. Just bring it out then. Stop banging on about it. We're ready. We're ready to. I'll watch it. Sure. I know it's going to be terrible because Zack Snyder hasn't done anything good. So uh, just release it. I'll watch it. We can all move on. With Remember our when
1: he released the three hundred? Oh yeah,
0: there was that. Sorry. Okay, the three hundred. So. Then there was 300
1: was... was pretty good and I went to see that on a date with an absolutely righty man I remember now oh my word um, and maybe he's the reason that I liked it no, so much no it was good to actually to be honest it was good right but that's the last good thing that I've seen Zack Snyder do otherwise he just seems to ruin everything what was the other sorry Zack
0: Snyder did Watchmen he... he ruined Watchmen well he did something else though by the way Watchmen is much better after watching the series of Watchmen interestingly uh,
1: maybe actually that's uh, that's that's actually or maybe I'll try it again because mm. the series is so goddamn good. good
0: um, uh, this has just been a podcast about television <laughs> and sex toys television and sex toys okay uh, we'll see you again next two Friday things for you more you need in your life
1: <laughs> uh, so have, if anyone could send us their sex toy stories
0: <laughs> we need to keep this up Sixmithpod at gmail.com uh, uh, is the email as address as a well by Jeanne. stay away from yourselves Andy. And, and each, each other, other.